We're about to voice it with friend Love Tune in. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Fran Lavoie. And for those of you who don't know, and this is your first time watching me, I am a artist. Um, I just released my first single. I have a music video on this same page called I'm Back and I'm Better. You can stream that, purchase it on iTunes, and watch the video. Um, and I am also a Christ follower. I am a perfectly imperfect human as we all are. And I try to live my life as real as possible. Um, you know, perfectly imperfect with all my mistakes. And I am a huge advocate for accountability, for therapy, and really just getting to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior because without him I feel like I'm nothing and he has created such an awesome life for me to follow and if he did it for me in in your own way I believe that he will do wonderful things for you so for me I like to live my life how God leads me to and a lot of times it is on display in ways that I don't like but our lives are a testimony and I like to be honest um, I like to throw myself sometimes under the bus because I don't want to talk about other people if I know that there are areas in my life that I could have been better um, and not necessarily always bad things about me but um, you guys get what I mean. It, you know, the Bible says that we have to look at our plank before we focus on somebody's speck. Even if theirs is a plank too, it's there. It's for them to chop down. It's not for me to be trying to come up in here and just wag my finger if I don't have that personal relationship to walk alongside them and, um, you know, just help them along the way. And speaking about personal relationships, I just felt led to talk about friendship. Um, and just companionship and what God says about that um, and how we should carry that out and how that looks practically um, so you know obviously even though there are some people in the world that are like I don't need no friends it's just me against the world you know and you on your Tupac I, I believe that in one way shape or form we have had a friend or have been a friend to someone whether you were deemed a good friend or a bad friend it is up to the perception of yourself and that other person and 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 it's up to a standard that you follow that determines what a friend is right i think it's pretty safe to say that you don't betray you don't like backstab or do things that you know are intentionally harmful to a person in order to be deemed a good friend much less a good person so i think that those are some common rules but once again friendship is very very subjective because it really just depends on who you're talking to and what they what their standards are and what yours are too um so it depends on both parties um and I wanted to, as always, share the gospel. And for those of you that watch my videos and are like, she is driving. I don't know how she's doing this. Why is she doing this? I'm gonna tell y'all that it's okay. I'm, I'm very close to my destination. Um, and God bless you and thank you so much. And continue praying for your girl. So, um, I wanted to go into um, just some Bible verses that talk about friendship. But, you know, part of the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because a lot of times we get in our feelings and a lot of times, you know, we do things that we don't even realize is hurtful to the people that we are friends with. We, we don't realize what we're doing a lot of the times. Um, and that's why I said intentionally hurtful, because you may not even realize that you're hurting someone. But then they come and tell you that you are. And sometimes what that person or what you are hurt about is just something that you need to personally deal with on your own. They had nothing to do with intentionally hurting you. But nonetheless, when you are 
intentional it means that you mean to cause harm to a person you mean to do something that you know is going to be hurtful that you don't necessarily have to do that that isn't going to affect them for the better isn't going to affect you for the better it's just something out of spite or malice or whatever it is so you know if you're not doing that then you know I think that we need to learn how to mend relationships and um, I've definitely been a victim of being iced out by people and I've probably done my fair share. I can't even say probably. I have iced people out but if people who know me know me as someone who does not give up on relationships it's to the point where people in my life be like why didn't you get rid of this person or these people a long time ago why didn't you leave this situation a long time ago and I think a lot of it has to do with me and my upbringing and you know also just how I feel about like reconciliation and restoration according to what the word of God says you know like um I didn't understand boundaries a lot of my life and um I'm learning to develop them now as I grow. Um, but let's get into some of these scriptures that talk about friendship. Um, so, um, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just, in fact you, just as in fact you are doing. Right? So this talks about building people up, loving on them, making sure that if they're down, you're there to lift them up in how you can and in how God can equip you to be there. A very famous one, and now just on that verse, oftentimes we, you know, we don't know what that looks like. The best thing to do is just ask. And there's other scriptures and there's just other practical things that you can do. Like if you know that a person is looking to start a business and you have a resource that can help them you know provide them with that resource even if you can't provide them with anything support them pray for them love on them you know those are just simple things right but it has to be said because sometimes people are not good at that department and they just don't know how to do it or they're disillusioned for some reason but let's move on first corinthians 15 verse 33 very famous one and we could spend all day on this do not be misled bad company corrupts good character what does that mean you have to check your surroundings you have to make sure that you're not around bad company and you have to determine what is bad right obviously some commonalities are you're as a result of you being around this particular company there you become spiteful you become vengeful you become everything that in galatians chapter 5 and you can read that I believe starting at like verse 10 but just go to Galatians 5 you're a lot of those things um, and Colossians 3 which is very powerful too you're those things um, wicked all those things that bring out essentially the worst in you that's bad company you also have to check yourself to see if you're not bringing that out in people too so you know like I said it, uh, everything's reciprocal what can be found in people can also be found in yourself focus on that plank chop it down chop it down right so Colossians 3 verse 13 bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone forgive as the Lord forgave you so God tells us to forgive and when it says bear with each other this speaks to me against cancel culture like I believe that when it says to bear with one another, it's saying, look, everybody has their ups and downs. And sometimes people do very wild things that needs a separation. So to me, a separation doesn't mean that you're not bearing with them. And that way you're bearing with them. You're not canceling them. You're not ousting them out because God is a forgiving God. And it says it right here. Forgive one another if any of you have has grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. So we can't just push people away and be like, you're done. And I know that some people like to be like, well, I forgave them, but they're not in my life no more. Yes, you can set boundaries of people. 
but you have to really be honest and look within your heart and see if you're not canceling them and then like forgetting all about them. If that person came up to you or you saw them or if you're a believer and God led you to pray for them, if God led you to do something for them, would you do it or would they just be over there completely shut off from your life? So that these are these are very important things. Like we have to be very mindful of where our heart lies when it comes to people, particularly when we have a grievance against them. Because you know, God commands us to love and forgive the same way that you want love and forgiveness. Even if what you did was the worst thing and you deserve to be iced out, you can you can respect people's boundaries but better pray that they have the same grace and mercy that God has for you and vice versa. It's reciprocal. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Basically, God's saying that he made us relational. Two are better than one. You know, we want to make sure. And, and if I want to go into that um, context of that, you know, it talks about friendliness, you know. Um, verse 8 is good. There was a man all alone. He had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toil, yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. For whom am I toiling, he asked, and why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? This too is meaningless, a miserable business. Two are better than one, verse 9, because they have a good return for their labor. If either one of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three, stand, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So this can apply to a lot of different things. But God has made us relational. You know, like he wants us to collaborate with people and, you know, in any way, business. And that requires a lot of accountability. That requires a lot of love and forgiveness and all that because God made us all uniquely you know Psalm 120 139 says that we're fearfully and wonderfully made we're complex so in those complexities there are differences that God wants us to glean from one another but also work out and sharpen each other's iron and sometimes it it, it gets raggedy <laughs> okay so I think that instead of canceling one another, instead of having grievances and holding them, that, you know, it's not biblical. I'm going through these scriptures, you know, because I feel like it all applies to friendship. I think that we just need to really look within ourselves and see and test our spirit against God's to be like, what's not adding up here, right? So Job chapter six, verse 14 Anyone who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. You know, we just have to keep it real. Sometimes we're mean and sometimes we're mean-spirited because a person hurt us or we just have an insecurity that's making us feel a type of way of somebody or somebody told us something about that person. So now instead of investigating for ourselves or maybe we saw something that we perceived was off, you know, we're supposed to protect ourselves. We have dominion over our, you know, God has given us dominion to do all that and free will, but it has to align with the word and it has to be fair. Like sometimes you do have to be cautious with people because their reputation does precede themselves, but we're supposed to be kind. And you, don't, you can be cordial with people. You can be kind and show kindness without getting close or without allowing yourself to be too vulnerable to them. And sometimes God calls for vulnerability. And even when you're not being vulnerable, sometimes people are still jerks. But if you are a follower of Christ, God still wants us to bring those grievances together. And we're going to get to Matthew 18 in a second. You know, so let me look through this. And by the way, I'm getting this from BibleStudyTools.com about friendship. Because I just thought, I looked through them and I was like, these are good, you know. So... Proverbs 16, verse 28, a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close friends. Boy, have I been in this situation before. I have gossiped. Other people have gossiped. They've, we've come together. We had a gossip party. And the person that we're gossiping about, 
they end up being hurt because you know even if people are oblivious things travel you know what i mean this person is speaking on this person and the truth is is that if if we're able to gossip about other people those people are gonna gossip about us right so we need to be mindful of that and as a, a family of god we have to make sure that we're confronting one another in love and sometimes what i have learned because i used to be a we gotta saw this right now i don't want to be fake if i said this behind your back i'm gonna come and talk to you but it was coming off very combative you know and it and and it was a perverse person's a perverse per person stirs up conflict even though i had the right intentions to solve issues i was stirring up conflict because i was just running to solve issues because i did not want to be a hypocrite but in the end i ended up hurting people because it, it it was a sensitive topic or it just wasn't the right time and it ended up making them feel like i was a troublemaker and it's like no well i'm just trying to help but no you're doing it in a messy way like you're being messy so i didn't realize i was being messy so god is good and 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 with time and experience and 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 the word it, it builds up wisdom right so proverbs 17 verse 9 whoever would foster love covers over an offense but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends once again we're talking about gossip here you know whoever repeats the matter separates close friends didn't realize that what I was doing and trying to solve issues, I wasn't doing it the proper way. And we're going to get to Matthew 18, baby. Proverbs 18, 24. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. So this is really speaking about Jesus, the mystery of Jesus all through the Bible. And what I love about God is that he truly is a friend like no other. And people who are not believers or people who are just like, hey, we're here at the church and my mom dragged me. If you do not know Jesus as a friend, I, I pray that God, God's love transform you so greatly that you would want to get to know him. Because when you start to cling on the Lord after all is said and done, and hopefully even before like calamity has to hit your life, you realize just how much he is a confidant just how great he is and why it says it sticks closer than a brother because we're human we will always fall short your brother or or sister or or blood relative of any kind can betray you you know they can become unreliable just like a, a friend that isn't blood you know because we're human we're perfectly imperfect so that's why we needed jesus as our friend above all friends he is our father he's our savior he's our lord he's our lawyer he's everything and he's a friend so i pray that you get to know him proverbs 27 verse 9 perfume and incense bring joy to the heart and the pleasantness of a friend springs from their heartfelt advice a friend is a friend that looks to your situation, understands their biases, and people have to grow in this too. Because, you know, sometimes we think we know the right way, and sometimes our way clearly is the right way, but God shows us time and place. You know, God can show better than what he can tell. Sometimes that advice is just prayer. God, do what you're going to do for my friend. Because sometimes what we got to say, while it may be the right thing, it might not be the right time. And boy, were there lessons to me. But when people can see your heart and they see that your intentions are pure, you know, and they really love you as a friend and they're walking alongside you, they might be annoyed with you, but they'll know that your heart meant good because you were giving them good advice because you love them, because you, are, you desire to be a good friend to them and hopefully they to you. You know, let me see how many more we got here. Oh, Luke chapter 6, verse 31. Do to others as you would have them do to you. It's reciprocal, baby. I love that because reciprocation means that if they could get it, you could get it too. So if you want love and kindness, give it out. That's what God's saying. If you want fairness, give it out. If you want good, give it out. And you give it out. Even if it isn't done back to you, you give it back. Because God, you know, one thing God had to teach me is that I had to stop looking at how people were friends to me, 
Of course, I'm not going to be blind and be like, you could just come and abuse me, use and abuse me. I'm not saying that I'm not going to be wise in how I deal with people. But what I'm saying is that it shouldn't stop, no matter how hurt I am. I might have to take some time to myself, but it shouldn't stop how I am a friend to people. And if you don't know friendship, if you don't know godly character, I recommend that you read the scriptures. I recommend um, looking at the Beatitudes in the Bible. I recommend our, our famous, the fruits of the spirit. I recommend Ephesians chapter six and how you're supposed to be out here with the armor of God. I recommend read, excuse me, reading the word, looking at examples of good friends, Jonathan and David, even though there was some foolishness going on that, you know, look at all these things. It was foolishness because people ain't perfect, but we can still see some good examples in that. But it's all there for you, right? So let's see. Proverbs 17, verse 17. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. You know, God was like, family be wild. But he's saying that to say, look, like, sometimes your family, it, it, it doesn't mean that they're your friend. It doesn't mean that they understand the true na nature of a friendship. If you have that combined in one, we bless you. That that person was transformed in the name of the Lord, whether they realize it or not, to be a friend. You know? And, and, and vice versa. Like, if you have that, you are transformed in the name of the Lord to be a good friend. So we bless God for that. Aha! John verse 15, 12 through 13. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has none than this, has no, ugh, sorry. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Look, I ain't there to where I'ma take a bullet for my home girl or my home boy. I'm not there, but when it says lay down life, for your friends it means that you are loyal to them you are honest with them you are upfront for them you will you will defend them you know what i mean and 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 sometimes in defense of them they may be wrong you're not going to be in blind loyalty they may be wrong but when disparaging things that you know don't need to be said are being said it's disparaging things that are being done and 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 they not around you are a defender when they're in front of you or when they're behind, when they're not. You know what I mean? Love each other as I have loved you. God is a defender. God is a, a lover. God, you gotta, you know, we're supposed to be more like Jesus if you're a follower of Christ, right? And even if you're not a follower of Christ and you're watching this video or listening to this podcast, the idea is, is that you don't want somebody that's two-faced in your life. You don't even want to be two-faced. As much as you like, I ain't two-faced, check yourself. Check to see if there's areas in your life where it's like, yo, if, if somebody was talking bad about my friend, even if I was mad at them, would I allow that person to, to disparage them? If something was going down and I knew that I could stop it, would I stand there with my friend or stand for my friend and be like, nope, you ain't going to do this. You ain't going to do that. Would I risk losing friendships with people who would disparage my friend if I had to stand up for them and they were like, I can't be your friend because you're standing up for that person? I praise God for my friends that did it for me. I'm grateful for them. And, you know, I'm grateful for like their, um, sorry, somebody just called me. I'm grateful for their, their, their love for me. And I'm also grateful for the ones that allowed disparaging things and joined in on the disparaging things and then tried to circle back or tried to justify it and I'm grateful for God in times where I have done those things too whether I meant it intentionally or not so let's continue on mm-hmm hold on Proverbs 22, verse 24 through 25. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. Baby, 
that probably was for me today because I became an angry person because I was looking around and I was seeing the norm around me and them people was angry. And I had my own bouts of anger too. There were areas in my life where I could have, I could have handled things in a more godly manner. I could have been a lot more peaceful, but trials and tribulations and traumas, if not handled with the proper tools, will lead you down so much ruin because you become angry, you become bitter, hot-tempered, and 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 sometimes it's overt or covert. You know, you got to be careful with people who are covert. Covert meaning that they don't necessarily outright show their anger. They might be quiet with it. You know, there's that whole at that that old adage, be careful with them quiet ones. Well, why do they say that? They say that because you, they may be anger, angry, but you don't see it coming. Nonetheless, anger is anger and temper is temper. And God tells us not to deal with people who are like that. Don't intermingle with them because then that will fall on you. Not taking off my, um, my just do and, and how I've been angry, not taking away from that because I've definitely contributed to other people's anger in my anger. I've definitely let that trickle onto other people without realizing it. But you see, that's just it. Without realizing it, people trickled that onto me. That is why, God, we need repentance daily. Because we don't realize what we're doing to people. We don't realize that our anger can trickle down onto people who don't know how to who don't know how to ward off anger and 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 ward off those spirits you know what i mean and 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 it's so unintentional and that's the reason why we all need prayer because you know spirits transfer and what we think is just oh that person was just tripping or oh that was just a movie or oh i just saw this we need to ward those things off in the name of jesus because then it will fall onto us Proverbs 13, 20, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. Check your company. Bad company corrupts good character. That also means that these people might be great people, right? They might be wonderful. They might be God-loving, God-fearing, but there are areas in their life where it's like we can't mesh. And when you come to that light in your life and you realize that your company needs to switch up, then you must do it. Listen, people have left me, okay? And it's hurtful. I'm still hurt over some things like, dang, I wasn't even trying. Like, why did this person? They probably had to do it for the sake of wisdom and for the sake of growth. You just have to make sure that when you're doing that, that you're not doing it out of pettiness, out of insecurity, out of anger, out of whatever like surface level issues that can be resolved, right? Because that's how we're going to end this, right? We're going to talk about the resolve, you know? So let's see. What's another good one? I already read about that. Proverbs 27, verse 5 and 6. Better is an open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Let me tell you something. When you are around someone and you are just letting them get by with whatever and you're not like correcting them. I, once again, I've had to learn time and place. Sometimes I was like correcting people at times where it would have caused more harm than good. I was doing the most and it was just out of my, well, I, I know this is at, at your wedding, girl, but get, no, I wasn't doing that. I'm just playing. But I definitely could have taken heed when I realized that the, the conversation was getting heated and it wasn't bringing about peace and you know I could have done things in a more civilized manner sometimes even when you do things in a in a what you think is a perfect situation a perfect time it's never the right time because it still will hurt the person so what that's saying is an open rebuke is better than hidden love I'm just loving you and and and, but I'm not telling you that you're wrong. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. I, you know, the truth hurts. It hurts. But 
It is meant to sharpen us. And you'll know if that person really takes inventory. Sometimes people take your honesty and love as a attack because they're not ready to be accountable. And that you can't do anything about, but just pray for them. Especially if you know that what you're saying to them is right and is just and is justified by the word, it's justified by the law, it's justified by any standard that they're going against and you're just trying to love them enough to tell them, that wouldn't it, bruh, that wouldn't it, sis. You know? But someone who's fake, they just gonna let you keep on keeping on. Uh, mm -mm. We can't do that, right? So let's see. Oh, and I feel like I'm gonna end probably. Let's see. I'm probably gonna end. Mm, I'm probably gonna end right here. Going back to John chapter 15, verses 12 through 15. My command is this love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to, but to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, but because a servant, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends for everything I've learned from my father, I've made known to you. And this is clearly talking about Jesus, you know, when he was being ready to be crucified and he was leaving us with his advocate, which is the Holy Spirit. And he laid down his life for his friends. Because earlier I was like, I don't know if I do it. Jesus did it, right? But practically, we can do that once again, like I said, by standing up for them when people are disparaging them. We can be alongside them, even in the midst of trial. Hold them accountable. So many things that we can do to lay down our lives meaning that I'm with you, especially if that person isn't sinful, they're not harmful, they're not doing things against God and against people to harm other people, I can stand with you. But once again, we hold people accountable. When they're wrong, they're wrong. And, you know, we don't hide that love. We tell them, right? Time and place, time and place, time and place. <laughs> so I want to go and finally end at, um, well, two. James chapter 4 verse 4 you adulterous people don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God you so this is once again speaking about God right so we you know this is a generic I feel like they just put friendship and then boom my bad about that but once again we need to be friends of God so that we can then learn how to be friends of people I'm gonna leave it like that Job verse 16 chapter 16 verse 21 on behalf of a man he pleads with God as one pleads for a friend listen in the book of Job Job done lost everything God allowed the devil because remember the devil can't do anything unless God allowed it catch that because we we grew up under a doctrine of oh you know um, all these things now once you accept Christ you have dominion over the devil in the name of Jesus, not just by yourself, in the name of Jesus, with the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of God, okay? The power of Jesus and his blood. You have dominion, okay? Can't no, can nothing overtake you, right? So what's been overtaking you? That's another stuff. I'm a chill. But we pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ. We love on them. We pray for them. We protect them, we honor them, and you wanna make sure that you have friends that will do the same for you, right? So oftentimes, you know, a lot of these, we spoke about just like characteristics of friends, right? We spoke on all these characteristics and we spoke on all these things and um, we just need to make sure that we understand how to resolve conflict, right? So for me, I've definitely been in situations with people where they have not, I've not been their best friend or their best like person. I would say like, I've definitely, like they probably were offended by me, hurt by me, annoyed by me, and they've held the grudge. And I've done the same thing, right? I am normally a person that I wanna run to the issue, we gonna solve it, but 
even though you're a person that holds a grudge i don't typically hold grudges i kind of just like i might be hurt but i'm not holding a grudge to the point where i can't be around you i can't see you i might feel a type of way but in that way i might hold a grudge but it's not to the point where i'm gonna treat you wrong you get what i mean i'm not treating you wrong or trying to be like malicious on purpose you know i said on purpose so if anybody's watching this video and it's like yes she were yes she was i know her she was malicious listen i said on purpose i'm definitely not thinking of ways to be harmful to this person because they tried me i'm not i'm not doing that you know but once again sometimes we don't realize how much we're hurting people um even in our anger you know so if you missed that you can go back and look at that scripture that i referenced but let's go to matthew 18 right so it says dealing with sin in the church so it's 15 through um verse 20 right so this is the way that we deal with sin in the church not just within the four walls but remember the church is the people of god right and this is a way that you can do this practically with other friends that don't know the lord because remember jesus sat with everybody who didn't know him because he was a friend to the broken friend to the lost he was a friend to everyone and we also can be friends to them it, it you know if they're leading you to sin then that means you have to set boundaries you can be their friend but you if they all in the strip club and you know that you have an issue with sexual sin and and they're triggering that we we definitely want to set boundaries with how deep we go with people who are not like-minded and going around the same path but the church is typically the people of god right and sometimes it in there there's some drama drama so let's read it verse 15 if your brother or sister sins going go and point out their fault just between the two of you if they listen to you you have won them over but if they will not listen take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses if they still refuse to listen tell it to the church and if they still refuse to listen even to the church treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector truly i tell you whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven again truly I truly tell you that if two of two that ah, verse 19 again truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for it will be done for them by my father in heaven for where two or three gather in my name there I am with them so I remember I was <laughs> with a pastor and I completely took Matthew 18 18 out of context and he was like that's not what it was talking about it's talking about mending relationships in the church um Oh, and I, I child, we'll talk about one of these days if I remember what I what I tried to make that mean for my own selfish gain. But this basically breaks it down, right? So in the body of Christ, if you know that you have an ought with your brother or sister, you know, and you know you have something that you feel like they doing that's trash, you go and you confront them, right? You you talk to them about it. If you feel like they're in denial or even if y'all made up and then they still acting funky, then we go along and now we have to bring somebody into it, right? If you bringing somebody into it, there's still no resolve. You still feel how you feel. They still feel how they feel. Once again, this is a heart issue. We need to look within our hearts. Be honest. You know you holding a grudge, girl. You know you overreacted and now you feel like this person did something. Whatever it is, you might be misinterpreting that person. That person might be misinterpreting you. We ought to be honest in order for this to work, right? So, you know, it's all about checking pride and being really ready to have the conversation. So if you're in this situation with someone that's not really ready to have the conversation, you have to pray for them. That's God's like command for us that we have to pray for people because sometimes people just ain't ready to let it go and we have to pray for them because pride comes before a fall and that pride of them not wanting to come down from their emotions about a situation and really have the conversation and really get over it you have to pray for them lest they fall right lest you fall right because it's reciprocal right so it says you know so you're bringing it to one person if you couldn't win them over meaning win them over meaning we were able to squash the beef and understand one another and walk away with 
a clear understanding of what the misunderstanding was and move past it truthfully right sometimes you might take more time than others or less time than others but you're not going to act stank with the person or feel a type of way when you see them and carry out how you felt right so if they still refuse to listen you bring it to the church it don't mean you got to go in front of the congregation and be like sister shirley was trashed the other day and we tried to talk i tried to talk to her by myself she didn't want to listen i tried to talk with her to the pastor or brother johnson she just still did not want to listen so i'm going to involve all y'all in the business that's i don't believe that's what it means i believe it simply means you're gonna bring it amongst a group of trusted believers that you know are unbiased, you know are going to give the both of you guys a godly perspective. And if that still don't work, that still don't work. Treat them like a pagan or a tax collector. Don't just, it simply to me means cordiality. How you doing? God bless you, love you sis. But not that fake, God bless you, not that fake. That's where you have to do that personal work within yourself to either forgive them because they're not trying to see things your way and, and just move forward. Moving forward, meaning that the relationship's probably done or the relationship will probably never be the same. But guess what? You at least exhausted all the possibilities. Doesn't mean that they might not come back from that and be like, you know what? We had all those meetings and I'm wrong and I apologize vice versa you might be that person that's that they might have to be cordial with because you just all this the way i see it that's that and then one fateful day god is like you was tripping you finally broke down your pride in order to realize what i was saying and now you have to be humble enough to go back and have the conversation too or just sometimes it's just change behavior is the best right so what else um you know it, it says whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven it you know whatever you like mend it's done it's bound up we not bringing this back up no more you know what i mean that's one way of seeing it we're we're, we're and, and, and and god sees what y'all did in the name of him we done right we not holding this grudge no more we're not holding on to this. We're moving forward because remember, God wants us to bear with one another, love on one another, forgive one another, give great advice, maintain good company. If there was a bad seed in there, we taken out that bad seed and then we are being better, right? And, 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 and growing, you know what I mean? In our walk with Jesus and growing in our walk, you know what I mean? And growing in our character. You know what I mean? And, and and admonishing one another in love and 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 having an open rebuke and instead of just hiding how we feel because we afraid, you know what I mean? And 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 doing it in good timing. You know what I mean? Spirit led, right? Conflict resolution. Outside of the body of Christ, you at work. Somebody tried you or they feel a type of way about you. You might have said something wrong said something petty they did something trash they did something petty you go to them personally I, I had this happen to me within the past six months you go to them personally they come at you crazy lady came at me crazy said that i went like this in her face when all i was telling her was no you know i apologize this is what it is i'm from miami so sometimes we do the chill 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 and she took it as this in my face she personally has a reputation for being messy she the an hour later i see her she thinks that she's still holding on to i did this in her face i tried to be cordial until i didn't do it then i told her straight up probably wasn't right about it but i said look i didn't do that i don't do things like that you have a reputation of blowing things out of proportion riled her up made her upset probably shouldn't have said that right but i did <laughs> and i told her look i'm gonna go to the manager and talk about this she didn't want me to do that there's several reasons why she didn't want me to do that because she didn't want to for me to go to management about it so that now i have a one up no my intention on doing that was i'm not about to have you create a narrative that wasn't 
So if I go to the manager about it, you can go to, and I told her, I suggest you go to, we can all talk about this. She said that wasn't necessary. So I did what I said I was going to do. I went to the manager. The manager knew. She said, don't worry about it. If she don't bring it up, you don't bring it up. Months, she acting stank. Professional, but acting wild. I'm hearing wild stuff about her back in, in the back. People creating rumors about me. Eventually, God is good. Some of those people realize that a lot of those things that I... um that 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 was said about me what it what they're seeing because i i chose to walk in good character and professionalism glory to god ain't perfect praise the lord but then god let me it's like apologize to her for making her feel a type of way but god also told me she's going to think that she's still going to maintain her stance I went, I apologized. I told her, look, I know you think I did this. I didn't do that. And she's like, but you did. And I said, I didn't. When I saw that it was back and forth, I said, you know what? I just want to be the bigger person. Apologize. She took bigger person wrong. And I'm like, okay, I had to realize that even, I didn't even mean to say that bigger person, like, oh, I'm bigger than you. I meant it as, look, I just want to squash this and really just get ahead. And then when I look back, it's like, okay, me saying being the bigger person with a person that has a reputation of just being petty. She thought that she was receiving an apology from me and she saw that as vindication. I went back to my manager, told him. Manager told me, don't worry because we know that the person be wrong so once again when the truth is the truth kind of like god managers and people who know or can are outside looking in a lot of times they can see the whole dynamic better than the two people that's in it so if as long as you're being truthful as long as you're being honest they can see where you went wrong where the other person went wrong and you know things can be resolved God I would consider like God like the manager we was God knows God knows where my heart was God knows where my spirit was I was just trying to get through the day that person misinterpreted it it came out later that the person was getting undue pressure from the back from where they in their department and they misinterpreted something that my department did over a mistake that had nothing to do with me and I was just simply trying to smooth it over and that person just wasn't having it. Whether she sees that or not, God sees it. God saw my heart. God sees her heart. And as long as we promoted peace, because now, so far, it's been peaceful. She just needed that apology to break her down. Even though I look like the loser in this situation, I tried to speak to her alone. It was crazy. Then all this malice happened that didn't need to happen where people rumors with it. Then eventually, uh, you know, in the midst of that, people started to come to me and see this, then the third. They tried to talk to her. You know what I mean? So it's all those things. These are real life situations that can be avoided if two people are mature enough to look at issues and not take things personally. But we live in a world where people take things personally, including myself and everybody's perceptions are different so we just need jesus and we need to understand what good friendship and good conflict resolution is and sometimes it means taking the l in order to promote peace but in the end god is the winner because his name is glorified right so i don't know like i just felt like talking about friendship i've definitely been hurt in my friendships people have definitely pushed me away instead of wanting to resolve issues i know i definitely have but there's several evidence in here that that shows us that we're not really supposed to do that we can set boundaries with people but we can love on them you know what i mean we know we can we don't have to withhold truth we can be honest we can you know rebuke one another in love we need to check our surroundings we need to check ourselves to make sure that we're being good friends 
you know? And if we have conflict, there's a way to do it. And even if there's no resolution in the conflict, we can still love people in the name of the Lord, but things will look different. And we just have to pray for ourselves and for other people in the body of Christ and outside the body of Christ that, that we're showing good character, that they will show good character and that we just all coexist together in the name of Jesus, whether they know Christ or not, that, that, that we can just really exist, you know, and even though people use friendship very loosely, not everybody is a friend. God really just wants that we abide in peace with one another, love on one another. And yes, there are some people that, you know, that are closer than others, but it doesn't matter. God wants us to love all people in the name of the Lord and love them with the name and the love of Jesus. And that starts with really examining what type of friend am I? What type of child of God am I? And then what type of friend am I presenting? And if there's anything that I'm presenting wrong, God, bring people my way or show me in your word and, and, and ask for the humility to curb your pride so that you can deal. And you can be a better friend. I pray that this all helped you. I try my best to use scripture instead of just talking out my mouth. I try to refer to things if I tell a story to the word of God and to evidence-based research. Um, so please let me know if there are more scriptures you can add. Tell me if you've had situations where conflict resolution was not your strong suit and if this helped you in Matthew 18, 18. Tell me if these are scriptures that you live by when it comes to friendship. Tell me if you've been a good friend all the time or if you've been a bad friend at times. What are areas that you can improve in? Drop down in the comments on YouTube. Answer the post on the podcast site, wherever you podcast, particularly Spotify. There will be a, a question there. Share this with a friend and like, comment, share, and subscribe wherever you can and wherever you're hearing this. God bless you and I hope you guys have a wonderful evening. Bye.